Well, welcome everybody. My name is Pastor Rich, lead pastor here, and it's a great Sunday. You come on a good time. We're starting a new series called Lego. How many had Legos growing up when you were a kid? Now, on this side, y'all know what Legos are. On this side, how many had the real G.I. Joes? They were bigger, not the little small guy. And we had log cabins. But what we're going to do is talk about Lego, the whole series, for the next six weeks. And it's a, we're going to talk about a movie, but we're going to talk about how to connect to one another and have fun about it. And we're going to talk about how us young folks who always seen a cell phone talk to us old folks who remember there was no cell phone, but that's old, seasoned. So why don't you do this and turn your attention to the screen? All right, give Emmett a hand. It's my man Emmett. If you've seen the Lego movie, little Emmett was called, he was called the special. And he was called to change the world. He didn't think he was special, but he had to build a lot of relationships to take over, to change the world around him. If you know, uh, if you knew him, he had to deal with, Miss, uh, what was his name? His name was Master Builder, uh, Lord Business. And Lord Business was going to take out the Lego community. But he was called to bring change. He's an ordinary guy with an extraordinary goal. And it reminds me of the church. We're ordinary people with extraordinary work to do. And God loves to use ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Three things he saw in there. If you looked at the, video, the movie there, it said this. I think we all deal with this. Some of you are guests this morning. Some have been coming for a while. Three things that he said that was interesting. I think we all spent our whole lifetime trying to gather. Gather. How do I fit in? Have everyone like me? And I'm a, how can I always be happy? And I believe that's us today. How do we fit in to society, to a church, to my job, my workplace, my neighborhood? How, do I, how can I have everyone like me? What do I have to do to get everyone to like me? And the third thing is, I always want to be happy. And we can spend our lifetime trying to achieve that. And when you look at the, world, the movie and the graphic, Lego, the next six weeks we're going to talk about the different types of relationships that are in this church. If you're single and single again, how is, what is God's life um, go, um, purpose for you? You know, those things. In fact, I have one of our youngest members here today. She's the youngest member of our church. She turned 18 today. Right, Ms. Doris? She's 18. Everyone say happy birthday, Ms. Doris. You don't know how young she was, I'll tell you. And she can still spank you, so you better watch. Out. And we're going to spend the next six weeks talking about that. At the end, on March 1st, we're going to give you some cards that you can invite people to have lunch and a movie. And we're going to watch the whole Lego movie and have fun. We're going to have uh, food and fun and fellowship. So you're going to have the time to invite people. And I want you to bring your favorite meal that you like to eat, cultural meal, because I love cake, so that's my culture. But uh, I want you to bring all that. We're going to have a great time. Have a, uh, after church, you'll go home. We'll feed you, feed the kids, and then we'll come in here and watch a movie together to, to end our series. So really want you to get uh, plugged in that way. But when you look at Lego, you notice there's three types of way, two types of way it connects. It always connects at the top. Make sure I got it. That's the top and then the bottom. 
top and bottom. And what I'm going to talk about today, connecting to the top, which is God, and connecting automatically to the bottom, which is people. And I'm going to ask you a question. Some of you, are you connected at the bottom to other people? Or are you connected to the top, to God himself? I realize with relationships, they're no good unless you connect first to the top. And we'll answer those questions that that's in your heart that you constantly wake up with. How do I fit in? How do I get everyone to like me? And the third thing is, how can I always be happy? And we'll spend six weeks talking about that. And today, what we want to do is go to Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40. And it was amazing in this story, it's about the third time Jesus was asked a question. Whenever people came to ask Jesus a question, what they would do was trying to trip him up. And this was a lawyer who knew the law very well. He's asking Jesus a question about the greatest commandment. And Jesus answered relationally, not religiously. And when you look at it in verses 37 through 40, if you have it on the screen, uh, if you don't have your Bibles on the screen, he said, and he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And second is like it. You shall love the, your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Now, you got to understand, this, this lawyer was very versed in the law, and they were trying to chip, uh, trip Jesus up on the wrong answer, see how much he knew the law. Well, Jesus knew it so much, he actually combined it. He took um, from um, Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9, which they call the Shuma, that the Jews would get up every day, twice a day, and repeat this. The Lord God is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. All those things, they would say that twice a day during prayer. We decided during prayer. In fact, the kid, it says if you look at the history of it, the men taught the children before they went to school on this, on this, on this uh, confession. And then he took something different. He combined it with a verse out of Leviticus 19.18 about loving your neighbor. Now, the verse in Leviticus 19.18, it kind of starts off like this, that make sure you have no vengeance or grudges against people. You'll love them as you love yourself. So he was putting it like you're not supposed to really fall in love with the lovely you're really supposed to fall in love with the unlovely. So he's doing a hard thing. Because he, he combined it and said, everything hangs on this. And I know, I'll tell you what, as a guy, I love simplicity. How many love simplicity? Because back in them days, didn't have simplicity. He had 16, 618 laws of Moses to abide with. 365 negative ones. That means don't do this and don't do that. I couldn't remember one. Then they had 248 positive. Do this, do that, do this. And that was representing the bones and, the, and your organs in your body. 248 positive, 365 negative. And Jesus took the law and put it into simplicity and said, everything that you read in your Bible represents one thing, love. From cover to cover, you see how God loved people. 
and he wants people to love people. And Jesus said relationships are more important than religion. Think about it. You can study the Bible and get very religious, but really he wants us to become more relational. And all the scriptures hang on him. Then he said this, if you would just follow those things, you'll take care of all the rest of them. Simplicity. Simplicity. And then I looked at when I read this scripture, it's one foundational stone that creates and sustains all relationships. One foundational stone. It's called love. Love. And when you look at this, the way Jesus put it, there's three things. Love God. Love people. I put it this way. If you supremely love God, you'll sacrificially love people. And you'll significantly love your life because it's simple. But it's profound. Because I mean, really love people. The one's hard to love. It's profound. We try to build laws and get more education to make us love. But the one thing about a law and education, it will, like anything else, religion, it'll point you to the wrong, but it will never transform your heart. And the only thing that can transform your heart is Jesus, the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the only thing that can diagnose you properly so he can give you the best solution that you need, and that's him. So let's break this out. How can we supremely love God? He says this, if you truly love God with all your heart and soul and mind, your entire person will be focused on giving yourself to him. Not just compartments of you, all of you. Your energy, your very energy of loving God. Think about it. Everything. If you're interested in who you are today and who you're going to marry, what am I going to do with my life? Love God and all that will flow out. Can I help young people? If If your next mate does not love God, they shouldn't be hanging with you. Your age, the singles and single again. If they don't love God, they shouldn't be hanging with you. Why would you lower yourself? Because they don't know how to love God, they'll never know how to love you properly. They don't know how. I didn't know how. I thought I knew how. Then I met God. Boy, I was off. You don't know how. That's why he said, love me first, supremely. So you'll know how to love everyone else sacrificially. And then he put it this way. It's a commandment. In John 14, 15, it says, if you love me, You'll keep my commandments. Now, for our adults, we used to hear that growing up. You know, your mother used to say, you know, if you love me, you'll do what I say. Why you put that on me? Only that's where they got it from. They didn't know they got it from the Bible, but they got it from the Bible. If you love Jesus, if you love God, the commandments will become your enablements to do what he called us to do. See the simplicity? Now, you've been coming to this church a while, and I always make jokes about wax on, wax on off because I love the karate kid. And what it is, love God, love people. Love God, love people. And you make it hard because I cannot sit down in another Bible study and talk about how great Isaiah was if I can't love my neighbor. And in America, we figured this out. We can have another class on how to love 
on how to do what we're supposed to do. And we call it discipleship. But really, when you look at that, the first part of discipleship is loving God supremely. What's my number one goal? What's the will of God in my life? Love him. And all else will flow out. Now, here's the hard one. The next one. Sacrificially love people. Okay. How many love people? When you're going to work and they cut you off, how much do you love them? Uh Uh-huh, I've seen your faces. In Christianity, Jesus is trying to take us from monologue to dialogue. Let me, let me give you an a, a, uh, example of monologue. Booker, come here, man. Now, in church, church world, not outside. It may be outside, too. Church world, Booker comes every week. And I see Booker every week. So here's my monologue. Booker, it's good to see you, man. It's good to see you, man. See you later. <laughs> I love people today. Now, I'm hoping you don't ask me to come over to the house. Because <laughs> I don't have, you know, I don't have time for him to come over to my house. And Thanksgiving, man, I hope he has a place to go. Might kill my monologue. We're good at it. We can build big empires on it. And really, you don't even know the, per- the person's birthday or what's going on. Nothing. And we lose the biggest part of our lives is relationships. Because dialogue is like we do. Have a, he stood me up. I'm so offended. We have a standing engagement. We do get together quite often to eat and hang out and dialogue and tell me what's going on. See, dialogue, you can, you can read people's mail. How many love the walking the prophetic? You can read people's mail. I was with young Aaron. Aaron here? I love Aaron's name. Aaron, young Aaron? I told him you got to start hanging out, young Aaron, because, see, you're more than an usher at the door. I see Aaron one day just up here doing what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, anybody, he's calling. No, he, he got a call in this big. I remember when he first came to my house, I said, this kid is amazing. Now, it took him four hours to open up to me because he was on the monologue. My name is Aaron. I have no problems. Then he opened up. <laughs> right? Think about, I'm sorry I won't put you out. I'm fine. I love him. I'm like a dad. I'm like a dad. You know? Um, Shakara. Now, Shakara got a story. She won't tell you till you really get to know who she is. Now, Shakara has a story that she can preach to a thousand youth, that she will one day, because she has a story to help young people out. Some of you youngins, y'all think you got a rough? You don't have a rough. You're getting paid. You're, now you're getting paid? Your parents are working. But she can tell you about some things. Well, she will get a chance to do that. Now, she never sat down with me and told me that. But dialogue happens. Me and Terry, he seen me in my worst. He seen me when I'm not really Pastor Rich. When I'm just rich. 
and we're talking about young people. And I'll tell you how we did want to deal with young people, but it's not in the Bible. <laughs> we, have our, we have our raw talks, don't we? We know exactly how to fix them. Dialogue. You know what it is? We're discipling one another and sharpening one another. I came here years ago, and I told this man, you should be running this whole thing out here. He said, no, I see something in you. You're going to do this. We've been in a relationship ever since. Not the monologue. Hey, see you later. That's why we push life groups, because we know that we're no good by ourselves, and God didn't create us to be by ourselves. And you try to hide, I'm okay. I'm, you're not. You're not. He didn't create us to be by ourselves. He created us in community. That's why he started with two in the garden, not one. Took a rib. What y'all laughing at? That's what he did. Read your Bible. Profound. Profound. Pow, yeah. And she been ribbing me. No, I'm just kidding. Sacrificially love people. It's a scripture I want to share with you on that. It's John 15, 12, 13. So this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to say to that someone lay down his life for his friends. As I'm sacrificially loving people, which is not easy. If it was, everyone would be doing it. I'm actually living the life of my Savior. Because guess what? The last time I checked, he showed his love by dying on the cross for us. He, you want to know your love, how much love you are? He loved you even when you didn't love him. reason why we can love him because he first loved us. Now, I want to talk about this dialogue because there's a, there's a um, quote by Michael J. Wilkins, it just, it took me, oh man, it just hit me. It said, love is an unconditional commit, commitment to an imperfect person in which one gives oneself to another to bring the relationship to God's intended purposes. Focus, focus on the imperfect people because we get offended because people should be in church. They ought to be perfect. They're not perfect. They're not supposed to be perfect. They wouldn't be Jesus but pride will shut us down relationally. But the greatest thing, the richest thing is we're from all different areas. And every time we meet someone new, it enhances our life. And love is not easy. In marriage, some guys get married. Two years, you're ready to call it. You haven't done anything yet. You really don't even know each other in two years. You're getting over the fake stuff you did for the first six months. And then we get 25. We kind of fell out of, how do you fall out of love? Who you, I mean, really, who are you going to marry after 25 years old? 25 years. Who? The same one you had been with 25 years. You got to act nice after you color your hair and try to get you a sports car. But that ain't going to work. Still you. And you can't lay down that. You can't get that low down in the car anymore. Guess that was in my notes. 
I don't know where it's coming from, Mason. It's not in the notes, Pastor Rich. I know. Unconditional. Our Savior died for us unconditionally. Think about before you met God. Were you his best friend? You blamed him for everything. Unconditionally loved you. And unconditionally loves you. So when you're fully going after God and you're sacrificially learning to grow up (laughs) to other people, you can't go around it, guys. I wish you can go around. Even in your workplace, you have to build the relationships. You do. You can't go around it. Because that's the way God created us. That's why we either flock to the wrong or flock to the good. Because there's something innate us that needs to want to fit in. Who wants everyone to like me. And if I have this person, I'll be happy. Without God, that's going to last a year and a half. With God, you're going to be working it for 50 years. Think about it. The simplicity of that. My job is not to point out their imperfections. They know it. Then we have a dialogue, it comes up. But they see the same imperfections in me. And that's one of the hardest thing to do is build with people, to sacrificially love people. Because we kind of, we kind of in society, we kind of um, label them. You know, if you don't have this way, he's got to be this person. He's got, and we don't even know the person. But from monologue to dialogue, how about you? You connected at the bottom. If the emergency happens, do you really have somebody? Because emergencies will happen. It's tough. But I tell you what, at the beginning of the year, I said it takes courage. It actually takes courage. And then when you do that, you, know, you realize something. You significantly start to love life because life is not empty, it's full. You start to love it significantly because you feel like you have a purpose. And you're, you're helping other people and you're walking with a bunch of people. That's amazing. And when relationships are aligned with God, people, because when you ask a Jew back in those days, how was your day? You know what the answer was? They'll give you a result of their relationship with God and their relationship with people, not about how their job went, because that's how they thought. We need to get back to that, because we do need, you don't like this line, we do need one another. We're not good at without it. John 14, 21 says this. Whoever has my commandment, how many love commandments? Y'all are quiet because this, this, this is not option. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them is he who loves who? And he who loves me will be what? And I will love him and manifest myself, which means I'll make known myself to him. You see, God will reveal himself in the context of love, of relationships, Crazy Love was a great book by Francis Chan. He had a fantastic quote, and this really puts it in simplicity. He says, do you know that nothing you do in this life will ever matter unless it's about loving God and loving the people he has made? 
He's saying whatever we're achieving and trying to achieve without those two things involved as the main and the foundation of our life is empty. It's really empty. Here's a question. We talk about Lego. Are you connected at the top? Or are you connected at the bottom? You know when we usually find this out if you're not connected to the top or bottom in the roughest part of people's lives? Especially if death happens and you have to find people to show up. I had a sister that died that things fell apart in her life. Her own sons, my nephew, because they were fighting over a house. One decided, I'm not coming to the funeral. And the other one decided, I don't have any money. Just bury her in a box. So you get my age, you get to watch this stuff. And you all have, we have, all have relatives like that. And I'm not sure if she knew God. I don't think so. And I don't think she was really connected with the right people except my other sister who we flew in and we had, by the grace of God, we were able to get something done. It's a life or death thing. The greater, the younger you are, you have a, a great head start. The mature you are, more mature you are, you get lonely and you start making the wrong choices. But if you supremely love God and really learn to sacrificially start, sacrificially start loving people. Now, people have let you down. Remember, they're imperfect. That's what they do. They're good at it. I'll let you down. I'm really good at it. If you've been around me three years, you probably have a list. That's fine. That's what I do. You're a pastor that you take the good with the bad. It doesn't matter to me. You're significantly love life well what about you that don't know God you might know of my dad walked with God my family walked with God I was in Sunday school I went to youth camp I went to a college retreat and I know a resemblance of God but I really don't know him on my own I know I have the faith of my Sunday school teacher I have the faith of my uncle I have the faith of my sister how about your own faith do you really know him? Because you, unless you know him, I told him, if you come in for marriage counseling, that's the first thing I ask you. Do you if your marriage covered by God, if it isn't, let's get started there. Otherwise, the rest of it is just not going to work. Every eye closed, every head bowed.